on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Destiny 2 is new, new, new this 2 2 Tuesday. And we have a mini raid team wrap up for WoW. Woohoo! First Fridays are for flashpoints. Guild Wars 2 needs your kegs and wine bottles. I mean, wine and beer. All right. And we have Dan Kenia here who is here to talk to us about AIE and ESO. All that and more coming up right now. (laughs) Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. What am I controlling? Wow, wow. You take a few weeks <laughs> off the podcast, you forget what to do. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 386 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Octa S gaming community, the, po- the Die Husband podcast. I have podcast. I am Akala, <laughs> and I have no idea what I'm saying. To my left, downstairs, and over a tad bit is Ted Semi. I have no spreadsheets, but I have two new games. Ooh. And to our right, a few states over, is MewCow. Greetings, guildies. I don't have any spreadsheets, but I've been busy. And in the same state as us, but uh, to the east a few miles, is our very special guest, Dan Kenia, who is here to talk to us about AIE in Elder Scrolls Online, a.k.a. ESO. She's west of us. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. I don't know how to podcast. I don't know directions. <laughs> I thank it's going God I swimmingly. Cook. <laughs> thank God I still cook pretty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to be digging into elders. Hey, we're- <laughs> before we go into news or Elder Scrolls Online, I'd like to know what's been going on in real life with all you people. Kenny, you're our guest. What's been going on with you? Oh, lots of gaming, um, plenty of ESO, some WoW. Uh, I dove back into Fallout 4 recently. I've been doing a modded run of that. Um, No tabletop gaming currently, but maybe one day that'll resume. That'd be great. Um, But yeah, lots of video games. Read a couple of books last weekend. It's good stuff. Nice. Very cool. And Muka, what's been going on with you, my friend? Oh, just more and more Final Fantasy fourteen. It's definitely got a good hold on me, this X-Pack. Um, getting into all the little nooks and crannies, I've actually started um, the Relic uh, weapon quest from... Uh, which one was it? Is it Heaven's Award? I think it's Heaven's Award. Um, yeah, Heaven's oh, Award. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's so that fun. One, cause I figured, yeah, I figured that one's probably the most fun out of them all. It is. Um, I haven't finished Bosja yet, but I, I figure I'll get around that, to that eventually. But Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, so the, the funny thing, I'm on the I'm on like near the the end of the Bosja relic stuff, where you have to get like, you know, memories over here and books over here and memories over here and books over here, and it's all stuff that, like that you're not just going to casually do over and over. It's like Omega uh, yeah. raids and gets the really tough stuff. So like I'm kind of casually doing that one too, but uh, yeah, I'm not focused on it. But it, whereas yeah, I want to get the Paladin relic for uh, for um, Heaven's Ward because that one's pretty neat looking. Yeah, but uh, otherwise, uh, have uh, started playing a game called Ghostwire. Ooh, yeah, it's, uh-huh. yeah, it's a very interesting. So it's um, it's set in Japan, um, in Tokyo in particular, in the Shibuya district, and some spooky stuff happens, um, and uh, your character is basically traversing through what's essentially an empty Shibuya district in Tokyo. And I mean, I've not been there in person, but it, it looks really accurate for just how, how that uh, like a neighborhood there would look like. And it's, I mean, even just not playing the game, just wandering the, the, the neighborhoods and checking things out, all the little shops and you know, vending machines work. And um, there are dogs and cats you can pet and talk to. Um, nice. So, so, you know, it, it has a check mark on that, on the, you know, uh-huh. the, does this game let you pet the dog? Very important. Um, yes. And you can feed the dog. You can't feed oh. the cats though, which is weird. But 
yeah, you can feed the dogs, and and the dog is like, oh hey, I found something for you, and he'll he'll give you a little something. So, but yeah, if you if you've ever played the Infamous games, um, Infamous uh, was a PlayStation exclusive. Um, there was uh, like two or three of them, um, but it's kind of like a, it's all it's not quite full on Spider Man traversal, but it's kind of close. Like you can't swing from building to building, but you can. Ghost wire from building to building. If there's hmm. something for you to ghost wire to, the name, yeah. Um, and uh, so you can see it from from the you know from the from the rooftops or from from the ground. But you know it, it it's very deep into a lot of supernatural lore in Japan, mm-hmm. which is fascinating yeah. just to see yeah. all the different oni and ghosts and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's it kind of reminds me of Infamous um, mixed with Bioshock a little hmm. bit. That's so, right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, that's it's been it's been a lot of fun, um, and that's probably about it. I, I have very briefly poked at WoW. Um, it's still pretty much the same game I, the, as we left it a year ago. Yep. Um, <laughs> nothing really changed. Um, I, I'm not finding myself dying to get in there and catch up or anything, which tells me that you know it's just it's not quite there yet for me. Yeah, yeah. But but you know maybe when the the pre patch for 10.0 comes out you know maybe that'll we'll give that a try and we'll look. see w- whatever mysteries 9.2.5 has according to uh, Taliesin he thinks something weird's going to happen with 9.2.5 so that'll be interesting to see what happens and that's about it awesome all right Ted, what have you been up to uh a lot i have learned that there is an interesting english phrase or English word for when you're referring to some other time. And I knew that I've heard the phrase before, but it really didn't stick until I was dealing with Star Trek online and you're dealing with a lot of travel. And instead of saying this character is elsewhere, this character is elsewhen. Oh, because they're in a different time, not a different place. They're in a different oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it was, yeah. It, they said that the, yeah, it was elsewhen. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. It doesn't it does. sound right at all. Yeah. But I like it. So, Me yeah. Too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So elsewhen. So that was my vocabulary <laughs> word of the day. <laughs> uh, I have gotten, I guess, I think 65 is the top end of. Star Trek Online level wise, um, so I've gotten there, um, but once you hit sixty five, it turns into Diablo three, and you have Paragon levels, kind of. So uh-huh. you basically level up once you hit sixty five. The next level you hit gets you more, gets you another skill point to put into your specialization tree. And so if you play it enough, apparently you can get enough points to fill out all the trees, but you have to play it a lot. But at least it's like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go, okay, I'm doing a, an 11 to 9 build. It's like, no, you'll get the points eventually. Just put them where you want in your two specializations and everything will be good. So mm-hmm. um, I'm still going through all the content. Basically, it goes – the way they release content is in episodes and then there's um, different sections of an, of an episode. So I'm dealing right now with the Herc dominion um, founding uh, founders um, storyline right now in um, that. So yeah, it star Trek online takes for me, takes a lot of getting used to because it's it's a lot of oh we've detected something odd oh that's a really bad thing big space battle or big ground battle and it's wrapped up and you're like right wait what <laughs> almost that was like so- it was an episode or something it's that's no the it, they do it exactly <laughs> like an episode and it's jarring from used to playing long content where where everything just kind of flows for a while but this is like you know detection problem big big you know thing resolution and you're done with that and then you come back and do the next part of it or the next section of it 
Um, which is it, it, nice, but it's just, like I said, it's, it's jarring. You're just not used to, uh, you kind of like, okay, so the next logical step of this is this, and you're like, oh, wait, we're done. Oh, wait, <laughs> they're going to pick that up, in the, you know, down the road. So okay. Next episode. Yeah. To be continued. Yeah. So I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, I got a T6 ship, and I've started outfitting that. Greebog uh, has been supplying some some weapons and a lot of tips and tricks on how to outfit things and where to put the weapons so they fire correctly um like who knew you wanted your torpedo you know if you have five weapon banks on the front you want the torpedo on the far right because that way your disruptor phasers all fire lower the shields and then your torpedo is more effective when mm-hmm. it fires finally and i was like oh that makes perfect sense i didn't even sense. think of it you don't want to lead with the torpedo or you don't want to have it you know like me my ocd kicked in and went phasers phasers torpedoes in the middle but then you only get two set of phasers firing instead of all four then the torpedo I'm like, oh, okay um and he made a omni beam which is a weapon you can mount on the back of the ship doesn't have a high dps but it has a full 360 firing arc because all the weapons have specific firing arcs like a torpedo generally is 90 degrees you know you've got a 90 degree firing arc and for the phasers it's generally like 270 depending on them um but with the omni you can do 360 which means even you know when your fronts to the everything it can still fire so it's just yep. a little extra dps it's nice yeah because otherwise you're spending the fight trying to spin your ship around just enough so like oh let me unload load the back ones real quick okay, exactly spin back yeah around. okay do the front ones yeah. yeah so it's it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um so having fun doing that um and just getting used to the the space combat and the the ground combat. I like the ground combat. I'm getting better at the space combat. I like the ground combat a lot. Uh, I have an engineering build, so it's basically like send the team in, and I'm, meanwhile I'm setting up mines and a shield barrier and a medical healing bot down here, and I'm like, okay, I got your backs. Go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's it's fun. Um, and like everything is so interesting. The voice actors, um, Garrick, Elam Garrick, the Anthony, I forget his last name that does that voice for that character and is that character. It's just like, he says something and you know, immediately he's lying to you, Mm -hmm. but he's such a, you know, in such a nice way that you're like, I could get to know this guy, but he's lying to my face. It's just that dichotomy no. of how he does that so well. Like every single word out of his mouth is suspicious. And yet he's, he might be telling the truth. He might be lying. He's probably lying, but it doesn't sound like it. It's just such a good delivery. Well, I mean, if you've ever watched like the DS nine, oh, like, yeah. I kind of, like, I kind of want to say that it's, it's almost like, He's he does it in a way that he's lying through his teeth, but he's doing it in a way that you know he's lying because he wants you to know because yeah. he's actually a pr- pretty good guy. Yes, <laughs> like in general, like 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 he has to lie, like he has no choice but to lie to you about. Well, he the says thing, he but he's says make the, it obvious. There's a quote from him where he says, "The truth is for people that are unimaginative." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's good um so i yeah i've gotten completely sucked into that and uh playing playing that a lot um and then i picked up eso again mainly because we were gonna be doing this but also because um i hope everything's okay um (laughs) (laughs) not quite sure what's going on there but um everything okay yeah he got on my he got up to where my um stitchwitchery was to finish uh, off the headband oh like so he was trying to eat it gotcha okay um <laughs> just cat things no it's fine. it's fine we're just like what happened um so and, and i got back into eso and what was just dis- not distracting me from eso but I had a project in SOTOR that I finally got done, and that was getting all the 
the eight classes to the 326 item level. And we're through the story. They've announced 7.1 isn't coming out till midsummer, which is midsummer is like August 9th or August 16th, which is six months from the launch of 7.0. And this is their 10th year anniversary. And they, they're not going to have any new content from what they've launched. Like the operation isn't coming out till six months after the launch of of 7.0, which is just odd. I, I hope they're doing okay. I really enjoy that game. I don't want to sound like I'm bagging on the game. I really enjoy that game. I, I really hope they're doing okay. But the content delivery for the, the 10th anniversary is just the cadence is really weird. Um, but so they might be, they might be shuttling or, or, or scuttling around over there because of the Microsoft buyout. Uh, I have I have other things we can talk about offline, which I think affected, <laughs> affected it. Yeah, uh, there's a certain other big game that came out of that company a while back that didn't do so well, and that may have been where all the story engineers went. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Again, that's just speculation on my part. But um, but like I said, I really like the game. It's just until there's new story content, I'm kind of done with it for now other than the fun nights when i can make them um so i picked eso back up and eso the problem i was having and uh i think kenny heard this a couple times at least was i kept losing track of the main story quest or if i'm doing like the dominion or the you know the initial three zones like quest there's so many other quests because there's so much content in this game that you're just like, oh, I'll go standard WoW mode and just pick up all the quests so that I'm doing, you know, I'm doing everything efficiently. And by if you do that, you're lost. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, okay, I finished up this quest. I'll go they, turn it they in. Send and you then, there, yeah. And you're like seven. <laughs> yeah. You're like seven zones away from where you're supposed to be for what you originally started working on. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. So I picked up, um, one of the quest trackers, we'll talk about it when we get to ESO, and that's that's helped a lot. So I now have two, I have a Shadow Blade and a um, tank at level 20 right now. So that is what I've been up to. What about you? Um, well, anybody who's been watching the stream has seen me with pieces of fabric in my hand. Um, we have our first con in three years next weekend. Um, and instead of doing like the really smart thing and continually prepping for the last three years, um, actually, no, we stopped prepping like at the start of the pandemic, we did some prepping, which is why I have 120 plus, um, dice necklaces made. Yeah. Um, but we, um, just started reprep like two months ago, we started hardcore prep mode. Um, so I want to have all these headbands done by Monday. Uh, so that's one thing I've been doing. Um, yeah, in the last few weeks, um, we've made dozens of headbands. I made tons of jewelry, earrings, uh, cufflinks, all sorts of stuff. So we're pretty well stocked. Um, but because, you know, you hoard fabric and you just buy fabric, um, thinking oh we're going to use this so now we're actually working on using it and we have so many <laughs> so many cool designs so many cool designs i don't even know ted can probably tell me and plus we have another i think six to add yeah oh we, had God, 100, we had a hundred we had a hundred and six in there oh cat distraction we had a hundred <laughs> we had a hundred and six in there and if you're adding six more it'll be like 112 <laughs> should be right back okay. a moment are you okay. back so I am back. I like I've escorted your son out of the room. Um okay. so so yes, so that's been going on. Um game stuff. <laughs> what game? So I don't know. I mean I, honestly, I game. The good thing about playing multiple uh in multiple campaigns a, w- a week is some weeks you play all of them. In some weeks, um well, let's just say we termed a new t- we found a new term this week. Um so the abbreviation for the game Call of Cthulhu is COC. Um, so, um, when the game's been canceled, it's been blocked. So I'm not going to say it's a family friendly podcast, Mm -hmm. but you know, I um, (laughs) am. 
<laughs> uh, so that happened. But um, in that game in general, though, we are back on the main timeline. Um, and this part, like of the campaign, started out. Um, this is, of course, after our DM killed us all. Um, killed all of our secondary characters. Yeah. But this particular story started out um, with we we had this adventure in Italy. We got the artifact we we're looking for. We and then he's like, yeah, we and we ended there, and then we get you know to the next the next chapter because we're very much um kind of wrapping up. We're we're to the end game on this in this campaign, and it's like, and you're in the middle of the jungle, and you know, we're like, what, 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 why, what? No, we were just in Italy. What are we doing in the middle of the jungle? And it's like, and you see this ritual going on. And, you know, we go through our actions and he's like, all right. So then these people come in the clearing and they start shooting. And like, literally, we start dropping one by one. I'm like, what? What is going on here? And it's like, and then you're at a party. Like, well, what? It's like, you're at a party. And, you know, clearly you're at a party and whoever's throwing it is a German nationalist because you see the Nazi flag. Like, wait, no, we go against the... Okay. Um, and, like, literally we find out, like, it's been nine months since we were in Italy. None of us remember anything. We didn't do, like, our normal things where we would be, like, my character is was trying to work on trying to figure out the Atlantean alphabet. There's nothing in my journal on that. There's nothing like any of us who journal, there's nothing. We did find out for sure that we did return the artifacts to where they needed to be. Cause that was like our huge concern. Like, no, we're kind of racing against time against the Nocton wolf, which is like the Nazi version of us searching for artifacts. Um, but besides that, we have no idea. And we are currently in Peru and we were called on by the U.S. government to work with this German group because the Peruvians wanted a intermediary because a group of German um, um, archaeologists went missing. Yes, very else when. Um, and they wanted to find these people. And they said, yeah, you need to get some Americans involved, though. Um, so, yeah, so it is now 1940. It is now June of 1940. Um, so, yeah, good good times. Um, oh, and we just got to, we kind of are, are starting to get an inkling of what's going on because we um, just found a mask, and it's a name that's very similar to Neolophotep. Um, I'm sure it's a variation of, but it's a... Peruvian god or Peruvian or pre-Peruvian deity, pre-Incan deity, it has something to do with time. So we are in some weird else when. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and in our Star Wars game, so you know how like you really you you talk your 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 game keep game game master into letting your friend join. <laughs> um, and you know. It's a it's a friend. He's also is my buddy Tony. He's also a friend of my my GM Michael's, and he's been wanting to join for ages. And Michael saw him at TMS Vegas, and Tony finally talked him into it. Like excellent. So I you know so we're talking, and Tony's like, so I think I'm gonna bring in a, a, a droid. I'm like, great, because Michael will use your background against you. So if you're a droid, um, you're gonna be safe. Or I was thinking a clone trooper. Like, all right. Um, then, you know, you might have your background used against you. No. His background was not used against him. It was used against me. Yup. Because this clone trooper comes up and he looks quite a bit younger than he should. Great. That's odd. But definitely a clone trooper. Because um, we're about six, seven years after Endor. Um. And yeah, someone messed with his genetics. Someone messed with him. He's been in an experiment, even more so than a normal clone trooper would be. Um, and my character happens to be the daughter of a crazed imperial geneticist. Um, so again, for some reason, he just doesn't like me. 
sometimes when things, you know, are quiet, he has a scope on me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's leading our current mission, which is to extract <laughs> a um, a senator from a planet that's currently there's an uprising and the rebels are being fueled by the Imperial remnants. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we're trying to get this guy out, and um, we got this clone trooper that uh, he's a bit crazy. Um, he will just threaten people for no reason. Like, no, um, these are like up there. These people on this planet—they're actually trying to protect their planet. We're trying to do as little bloodshed as possible. Um, so yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah, it'll all be fine. It'll all be fine. <laughs> um, but what we're, I'm kind of finding out because my character has long suspected that she is actually a clone of her mother. And yeah, I think this guy probably has the information to confirm it. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's going on with, with that game. Uh, not, not, not too much gaming going on right now. Um, cause stuff keeps getting canceled. Um, sometimes in the last minute. Uh, but, um, which is good because it gives me time for Comic-Con. Yeah, and getting all that, and yes, much like uh, Gusty, we are doing some last-minute um, cosplay stuff. Um, our hordling decided uh, that she wanted to do um, that. They wanted to do President Loki, uh, so I ordered a because uh, we did. You know, we have a, a resin printer, but we're still learning how to use it. So we decided just to order off of off of Etsy. Um, so great, great. Um, Loki mask, so I'm going to line that with foam tonight. Um, so make sure that's comfortable for, for them to wear. And then when we went to Ren Fair a few month, weeks ago, months ago, um, the kiddo's girlfriend was wearing one of my skirts, and um, it was long, and she accidentally stepped on it, and the lace ripped off. But we needed to alter the skirt anyway. Um, so definitely yes exactly uh, so and same with you gusty um so yes there will be pics of the cosplay and pics where it didn't happen and um gusty commented that she's going to boston anime so i'm hoping for the same thing gotta see some pics all right so i think that is about it um let's kind of quickly do news tonight if we can like we can do anything quicker out here <laughs> so we can go ahead and get into kinney and what is going on in eso A.I.E. News. All right. Since it's been a while and we've had some changes, let's go over that mandatory fun night schedule. Remember, mandatory fun night where the fun is mandatory, but attendance is not. Um, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, we have WoW Classic. Sunday, STO, right now. Actually, eight minutes ago, 8.30 Eastern. Monday, Guild Wars 2 at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, SOTOR at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um... Oh, it looks like Wednesday is currently free. So if you want to run a fun night in the game, fill in that slot. Thursday, Final Fantasy XIV Sprout Raid at 10 p.m. Eastern. Friday, ESO, 9 p.m. Eastern. Friday, uh, Final Fantasy XIV um, Mount Farming, various times, usually starts around 8 p.m. Eastern or later, depending on what's going on. Saturday, we have Lotro at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, we also have Final Fantasy Maps um, at 9.30 Eastern. And wrapping up your Mandatory Fun Night week is Saturday, New Braid at 11 p.m. Eastern, hosted by our own floor tank herself, Dan Kenia. Yep, absolutely. All right, in streaming and guild podcast news, SOTOR Escape Podcast 425 World Boss Multitag. We like to hunt world bosses, and with multi-tag and fast spawn, things are a little different in the 7.0 era. Also, please check out the new overlords.com for another podcast called Behind the Games, where Jeff, aka Max, who, who, who knew his name was Jeff? Right? And Seema interview people working in the game industry and give you a glimpse behind the scenes about what's going on in game development, marketing, and other fun stuff. And in Working Class Nerds, episode 152, Working Class Questions, usually always not safe for work, just huh? FYI, Marcus and Nick are joined by the, by great friend of the show, Joey Feta, and the three of them answer questions posted in their Discord by you, the listener. And over in the Fleet Action Report, they had episode 97, Heart of the Storm. 
In that episode of Fleet Action Report, Nicodus and Grebog are taking the fight to the Terran Empire. It's into the Heart of the Storm event where we'll be taking on two new episodes and one new TFO. Lots of stuff going on in Star Trek. I really enjoyed the Picard stuff that happened. Yes. For those that were able to catch up on that, I highly recommend that. Yeah. And also Lower Decks. Lower Decks, really good show. Yeah, we need to watch that. And Strange New Worlds, is that the... Yeah! I hear, I hear that's good, but uh, I need to... But I, from what I see, you need to do Discovery first. Right. Oh, okay. Lost. Wait, Discovery or Voyager? Discovery. Discovery. Okay. Yeah. They're they're related somehow, which I don't okay. know because I have not watched Discovery, but right. they are supposedly uh, Over in uh, Boards and Swords, they had episode 196, a Final Fantasy TCG, a Pirate Ooh. Pathfinder board game, and Out of con- Context Comets. They had a better look at the RuneScape board game. Um, the Embracer Group buys up more IPs, which was boy did news. they, uh, yeah. Um, and there's also a Final Fantasy TCG. With there, there has been. It's just it's not really advertised, but they it is there. Um, all all this uh, plus they take uh, some out of context comments made at Warhammer Fest. So I'm <laughs> sure that'll be fun. Oh yeah, awesome. All right, and nomads, we have New World. The server mer- mer- merged with Val- the server merged with Valhalla went smoothly a few weeks back, and things are mostly quiet as community waits for updates and new content to shake things up because you know it's going to happen. There's a handful of players that log in a couple times a week, though. So if anyone wants to try out and get something going, they can post up in the channel and rally the troops. And in Star Citizen, uh, fly free for Star Citizen this week for Invictus Week. See the Nomads channel on Discord for details, a pin post, or referral codes. And as always, um, if anyone wants to do some multi-crew stuff, please reach out to Jedi. Oh, we have some comments from chat saying that uh, really you might be a little, you might be confused in episode one because there's a tie into episode one of Strange New World from Discovery. But then we have awesome. someone saying, yeah, you, you, if you want the discovery introduces the characters that are in strange new world. So it kind of, makes okay. Sense. Gotcha. Okay. But, uh, Thank you for that update. They're related. They're related. Alrighty. Over in destiny Two, new, 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 this Tuesday, Tuesday, um, with the new season coming this Tuesday, the clan has a ton of fun, uh, for uh, clan night on Tuesday. Um, this week w- will be an off night for clan night as they start the new story content and get into the brand new dungeon. Uh, look for the new trailer coming this Tuesday morning. And over in Division 2, surprisingly enough, they've had a resurgence uh, with the latest title update, number 15, and new Season 9, Hidden Alliance Season content. There's some new gear, systems, and a game mode called Countdown um, have, has drawn a handful of AA clan mates, clan mates back into the game, as well as other players. So if you uh, are interested in Division 2, it's coming back, so give it a try. And in Lost Ark, the game continues to receive new content. The May update included a new Destroyer class. Many of the guild members are now solidly into Tier 3 and completing in-game raid content. Please check out the game's Discord channels if you'd like to know more about Lost Ark and who actually has the the Ark because it's been lost for a while. The Lost, I see. I I guess it would would be silly to start calling it Found Ark because they found the Ark. Yeah, yeah, that would be odd. That would be very odd. Um, over in WoW, uh, Kitty Aggro defeated the heroic Rigelin. I haven't played it, so I don't know how to pronounce the name. Rigelin? Rigelon, in I think is how they say Rigelon. it. Rigelon. Yeah. Rigelon in Sepulchre of the First Ones and is currently in an epic a battle to rid the Shadowlands of the Jailer before he destroys all of creation. Uh, that, that'd be nice of them to do. Um, then over on the Alliance side, Alliance team Hell Froze Over began heroic Sepulchre this week, downing two bosses. Their progression team, so let's go skating, um, has heroic um, Halandrus, aka Murder Crab, on the menu tonight. And a last minute update they are currently enjoying those crab cakes. Nice. Uh, New Braid, which well, I might as well let Denny Kenny speak. Yeah, Kenny, what's going on, New Braid lady? Uh, so this last week, New Braid took out one boss in Sepulchre and the Weekly World boss. Um, we've managed to get as far as three bosses down in Sepulchre in the past, but this past week we just struggled a little bit. Um, a few more experienced raiders would make a big difference if they'd like to join in. Of course, 
you know, there's no signups needed. Just watch out for Guild Chat when I post that I'm sending out invites. And in case you're wondering, I have tanked the floor 75 times so far this year. So my skills are really, really up there. Yeah. I'm such a pro floor tank that, you know, Ooh, can't be that's, beat. Like, that's like max level floor tanking. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's just excellent, excellent skills right there. Then we have um, the Alliance side has a highly active Mythic Plus ra- ra- raid run, or Mythic Plus dungeon runs, I should say. Um, they're working on uh, to spread some of the energy to the Horde with Midnight Mythics two to three nights a week. Uh, Mythics are a great w- great way to gear and increasingly vital to WoW endgame activities. One of the reasons why I'm not really happy with the game. It's yeah, forced. Same. <laughs> but, same. But... But there are some people that are really into it. I mean, I've even in talking on the Final Fantasy world, like you know, they enjoy the mythic dungeon. They like that 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 way of doing content. So yeah, you know, if you're into it, it's it's still the viable way. It's how you get the great vault to give you stuff um, if you're not raiding. So yeah, that's still good stuff. And from what I've heard from other raid teams, once you get your four piece tier. The content, like when most of the team has their four piece tier, the content becomes a lot easier because those bonuses are just ridiculous as far as throughput and and healing throughput. So, awesome. All right. In a wild classic news, more newcomers are leveling. Join us before Wraith, um, hashtag 10 for Wraith, Roth. Wrath. wrath, my God. Wrath of the Lich King. Wrath of Lich King. I remember that game. I'm a Wrath (laughs) baby, in fact. Uh, join us before Wrath. Um, hashtag 10 for Wrath. Um, Sunwell Plateau, the last raid of, of BC, is open and and is and its difficulty, as it is the unnerfed version, has surprised many a players as they're used to strolling, stream rolling through the rest of the content. Dungeon nights on Sunday and Wednesday continue as well. Sorry, I remember I, lots of gnashing of teeth about Sunwell Plateau. It's yeah. Just, so like they had the, the world first. Um, shortly after the expansion launched for the, you know, the people that have been doing this forever, 51 minutes till the final <laughs> boss fell. Like, wow. Can you run through the instance that fast? <laughs> like literally <laughs> everything cleared in 51 minutes. Like that's just nuts. That's how, you know, how well they know the, the, the content from, you know, doing it for years. So, and not to mention, we're prepared for it too. So, because yeah, they, exactly. they knew exactly what was coming. But they were prepared. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're prepared. They, they were prepared. All right. In Sotor, Flashpoint Fridays are back. Join Maylung on the first Friday of the month to run the flashpoints of your dreams. Content is tailored to the people who attend and could include taking advantage of things like double XP or completing missions. Mandatory fun nights continue to run on Tuesday nights. Ideas about what to do for MFN nights are welcome. May the 4th brought a new companion pet, the P1XL probe droid, and a week of double XP. And they have ops opportunities on two of the teams. If you want to give ops a try, shout out in Discord. Specifically, that would be Albus Pure for Taco, which is running right now. And uh, normally 7.30 to 9.30 Central Time on the Imperial side. And Balto for Where's the Cantina? Monday nights at 7.30 Central Pub side. Uh, and yes, Taco is definitely looking for a, DP, a permanent DPS to help out on Sunday nights. So. We'll be doing ESO now or later? Later. What is that later? Well, I can't handle that. Yep. Okay. So then we'll slide over to Final Fantasy XIV. They have, of course, the map nights on Saturdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Still a very popular event, especially now that they've had the updates and have some new stuff in there. It's definitely worth going, which, oddly enough, I think the prices for the maps are still pretty cheap. They must just be easier to get or something, because in the past they've always been expensive. Yeah, so, but... uh, but yeah, it is definitely worth doing those maps now because of not only just the gill drops in general, but the mats to make the new stuff are in pretty high demand. So uh, very, very useful. And of course, the wings. The wings are pretty cool. And the uh, other little goodies. The parasols, I think, you can get out of there. So did you hear about the mount drop? Mm-mm. They got to the final, final boss, killed the boss, and it's the I think the glowing feathers that you need three of to turn in. For oh, the that one, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so they, it only drops one, but they yeah. got the gambler's lore. Oh. So they had to do the high-low game with that on the line. Yikes. And the person controlling it, they ended up getting three of them, and they called it. Oh, my it. gosh. I would like, too. Yeah, they, they called Once it. You have what you it, need? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you, you can't you can't spread them out because that's just no it. because yeah. it comes in a clump and whoever wins yep. gets those three and that's what mm-hmm. you need to turn in to get them out. So congrats yeah. to old man Franks who uh, ended up winning that one. So yes, congrats yeah, to yeah. Well, high rolling. But yeah, as there's there's some there's some really cool stuff in there. Um, it's it's definitely worth it, and it, it's just a fun fun dungeon. You just you know mow waves of stuff down, and then if you manage to get to the end, there's a, a fun boss to go after. They throw random stuff at you, like a giant rainbow golem, or a, or, or a really excited robot, or um, there's these um, if you know the little mandragoras, there's yep. a, a there's a group of them that will pop up, and you have to kill them in order, and they'll drop stuff. Like it's it's all kinds of excitement. So. Highly recommended. Um, but yeah, uh, that's uh, Saturdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, they they will, don't even require you to bring a map. Um, but if you wish, you can bring one for the group to use. Um, they're currently doing time-worn uh, Kumbra skin uh, treasure maps. Um, if you have mining or botany, and well, technically fishing too, but mining and botany, you can, you can get those at level 90 um, pretty easily. <coughs> Also, uh, AIE has been hosting Sprout Raids uh, in the uh, style of Noob Raid, uh, instead doing it on Thursday nights at, p- at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, these raids will vary in levels um, as they go through all of the 24-player raids in each expansion. So far, they've completed all of Crystal Tower and the Shadow of Mock raid si- series. Currently, they are working on the Robin Ostra raid series. Um, they completed the Royal City of Robin Ostra Robin Ostre uh, last week and we'll be moving on to the Radorana Lighthouse Uh, we look forward to all of you prime people out there on Thursday for another fun spout raid of course for those in the know the joke is there's one boss that asks you to do math Mm -hmm. rude yeah um, including one no we have spreadsheets for that well one of the things he will do is he'll ask you to stand in prime numbers and to avoid getting hit by his attack. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You you wouldn't think they'd they'd find ways to, do, but they do. They he he lowers your health point down to like a single digit number, and then throws some pools in front of you with and those have numbers, and then he tells you to do math like yep. do prime numbers multiples of three minus two. Like you're like. What's going on? And it's no, just funny no. to see people running around just panicking, <laughs> yep. trying to do math. That's hilarious. I will be oh floor God. tanking that entire thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. But it's, and it's like, like you're so used to like, you know, you know, stab, stab, shoot, pew, 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 math. Like <laughs> yeah, it just exactly. Like, catches eh? you out of nowhere. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun time either way. Um, and uh, they wanted to thank everyone for your support and energy in Final Fantasy XIV. As the patches start hitting and more content is available, AIE in Final Fantasy XIV will be there. So thank you for joining in. Awesome. All right. And in STN, STO news, the colony is still progressing through the, the final tier, Tier 5. Thursday nights at 11 p.m. is five is fun night. Next week, they're planning on having a, a KDF fun night. Let everyone get get their KDF captains out and get some fresh air and exercise. Clinging the defense storm. force, just FYI. Thank you. Heart of the heart of the storm heart of the storm event is going on now. It has a great ground set, uh, and which um, might be one of the best in game. Mondays at eleven PM Eastern, come watch Fleet Action Report, of course, um, which is Twitch TV slash Greebog. Um, next episode, Nicodus and Greebog will be back with their new character challenge captains to hit level 60 and maybe push for 65 while live. They'll also be discussing all the new locks, unlocks at level 60 and 65. Yep. And in Guild Wars 2, Living World Season 1 episode is happening right now. Also, in case you didn't know, Living World Season 1 will be free for all, forever, since it's super old content. Also, keep that in mind when playing through it. The style of storytelling has evolved so much since this was released. 
Currently, the guild is working on upgrading the tavern, which will allow for better guild-wide buffs. They're in need of empty kegs or the materials to craft them. See the pinned post in Discord in the Guild Wars 2 channel. We also need bottles of Elonian wine or the gold to purchase them, and lots of elder wood planks, mithril bars, and various leather squares. Jedi is still looking at getting strikes going once more people get through the story. Mandatory fun nights are Mondays at 9.30 Eastern, as well as Dungeons and More happen monthly. Awesome. All right. Well, with that bevy of news, let's get back to Kenny and find out what's going on in ESO. Hey, Kenny, what's going on in ESO? <laughs> so much fun stuff. So much fun stuff. Um, so the anniversary event ended a couple weeks back and we dove back into 12 person trials. Um, some nights, if we only have between nine and 11 people, we'll run one of the older trials. We can actually clear that with less than 12. But we do, um, we have the companions that go along with us and yell at us when we do things. That's about right. Yep. Well, you know, they they don't like it when we, you know, steal or Bastion has a thing against cheese. Really weird. (laughs) Who doesn't like cheese? Bastion, evidently, in game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's the opposite of um, your husband. Right. Yeah, definitely the opposite of my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but last week we actually had 12 people available. So we went into cloud rest for the first time and we were able to clear it. Mm-hmm. Lost, yeah. Took a couple of pulls as we got used to the mechanics, but we got it down and we we're pretty proud of ourselves for that. Um, and great. then the next content called High Isle comes out June 6th for PC and Mac and June 21st for the consoles. High Isle is going to be the newest chapter, and we get to dive into the culture of the Bretons with a new zone main story, six new delves and world bosses, two new public dungeons, a new trial, of course, and two new companions, um, as well as a deck-building game called Tales of Tribute, where you can play against P- other players and NPCs and get things like furniture and cosmetics. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't tried it out yet. Some people have watched some of the... <laughs> some of the streams that Bethesda did on it and are sort of, you know, either they're really looking forward to it or they're like, meh. So we'll see how it goes. It's not going to be for everyone. I don't think just because some people are not into deck building type games. Yeah. Yeah. But the good thing though, is they're putting it in for their, you know, for those who are interested and it might spur long interest in people who have never experienced it before. Yep. Exactly. And one thing with ESO is there's so much content and so many different things to do that if you don't want to quest today because you'd rather do something else, you can go craft or you can go run a dungeon or now you can play a card game. So they're just adding more things that you can do depending upon your mood that day. Um, But part of that also, when it comes out, um, there'll be new gear, new collectibles. And I'm actually hoping at least one of the new companions will not get upset when you use the Blade of Woe on anyone, (laughs) unlike the two current companions. And for those that don't know, the Blade of Woe is an Assassin's Guild item. Um, Yeah, current companions are not thrilled with that. Um, What level do you get companions? Um, you can get them right off the bat. You just have to go to the zone where you find them. There's a quest to unlock both of them. Uh, the quest okay. takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes to go through, um, and you can unlock both. You do have to unlock them on each character on the account, but once you've unlocked it, the leveling is shared. So, like, I unlock gotcha. them on my main I can and leveled them up. I can then unlock them on my healer, and they're going to be the same level, same gear, same build as what they are on my main. It doesn't mm. change. Interesting. Yeah, which is nice because, like, I use Bastion as my healer when I'm soloing. And if I want to then try another class, I've got a built-in healer. I just need to go through the 20-minute quest line to unlock him again. So, Although he definitely stands in the poo. Just going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've he used him a like few times to help with trials. Hands in the poo. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when that, when the new content and the new chapter comes out, there's going to be update 34, which is a base game patch, which will go out to everyone. Some of the changes will be the ability to include Munda stones in your saved armory builds. Because right now, since any character can play any role, you can set up an armory build to remember 
um, what you had set when you shipped. So if I want to switch from DPS to heals, I just go to the armory bench and hit the button and it remembers all of my skills, all of my unlocks, everything that I wanted. Nice. Um, except for Mundus Stones. So update 34 is going to add that in. And it's also going to update the quick select wheel for people on PC. And of course, as usual, I'm betting there are going to be some changes to abilities and gear just because there yeah. usually is. And I've seen some notes about it on the PTS, but nothing like huge yet that I'm aware of. Um, and then Tatsumi had some questions for me that I typed in a bunch of information about. <laughs> I did. Um, so ESO does do add-ons. Uh, <laughs> unlike another game that, that, that uh, would just want now we're not going there. Um, <laughs> that was, a, that was a week of, wow, that's the content we're going to talk about for this week. Okay. Um, so what is the, what is the add-on manager that's, used for managing add-ons for ESO? So Minion is what pretty much all of us use for add-ons. It's the easiest one out there to use, and it's also the most complete. Okay. Um, so anything you really want, you're going to find there. Um, it's pretty simple to set up and keep updated the first time you run it. The downside is when you do install an add-on, a lot of them require libraries. The libraries don't automatically install. You then have to go search for the library, install that separately. Some of them will tell you up front what libraries they need. Some of them you have to run them in game and it gets a nice big message saying you're missing a dependency and then you have to go find the library. So yeah. it just depends on how good the add-on maker was when they made their notes as to what you're going to need. Yeah, most of the ones, thankfully, today I was chasing down had the the list of, you know, this is the libraries that are needed to run it. So cool. Um and since we're talking add-ons and add-on managers, um, what do you recommend just kind of like if you're getting in questing, um, that sort of thing to start out with? There are a lot of different ones that are good out there. I'd say bare minimum just for getting around in the world would be a lot of the Votan's maps. Um, Votan's mini map, because on PC, the game does not come with one. So if you want one, you need yeah. that add-on. Um, Votan's improved quests helps with some of the quest management. Improved locations helps with some of the location markers. Um, Ravelox quest tracker is really good for keeping track of where you are in the quest and knowing where to go next. Yeah. Um, and then map pins. Map pins will actually put markers on your map for either things that you've found in the world or things that you want to find, like sky shards, lore books, etc. Um, some of that stuff is built into map pins so you don't need a separate add-on. So I used that for a lot of it. Um, if you're crafting, there's a whole nother set, set if, that you would want to add in. There's Lazy Writ Creator, which is great for the daily writs. You pick that up, you've got it running, you go into the board to pick up your dailies, it picks them all up, and then you go to the crafting tables one by one and it just makes them all. It's great. Oh, nice. Um, Potion maker, if you're into alchemy, if you like fishing, and there are a lot of people that like fishing, Votan's Fisherman helps you know what kind of bait to use and also puts a little flash up on the screen when it's time to reel it in. And Votan's Fish Filet will let you fillet them all very quickly, which nice. is awesome. Cool. Yeah, for, yeah, the crafting ones in particular, it's like a night and day. Of just click, boom, done. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, very handy. It totally is. Um, and if you're going to sell your stuff, so AIE is not a, a trading guild. We just don't have the number of people active to have our own trader. So a lot of us are a member of a second trading guild because guilds are per account, not per character, and you can be in up to five. Um, so if you're going to do anything with that, a lot of us use an add-on called Tamriel Trade Center, which will give you prices. But I don't keep that running all the time because it is a major resource hog. I'm sure. And just for fun, if you're grouping up with guildies in events, there is another add-on called Lovely Emotes. Mm. And what that does is it allows you to synchronize the actions of your group. Oh, so oh. you can do slash dance, and everyone running Lovely Emotes will dance in synchronization. Oh, My favorite fun. one to do is slash play dead, and we <laughs> all face plant onto the floor. Awesome. That is not surprising given your history of floor <laughs> tanking. Yeah. 
cool. Yeah. And I definitely, the, the map pins, it's like a whole new game having yeah. map pins. Absolutely. Like um, all the stuff you would have ba- passed out. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Um, and I've found, cause I, the question I had was, you know, is there an add on that keeps you on track? Kind of like final fantasy does with the main story quest or the main, you know, quest that you're concerned about. And there really isn't one that I've found yet, but, um, Bravelox's quest tracker does do a good job of letting you know for each zone, what quests you have in it and that you've picked up and like the main story quest is called out specifically. So it's definitely helped a lot more. Keep me on track with, with what I'm doing for questing. Um, go ahead. And a lot of stuff with that is, so the original base game, there were the three factions and they each had their own faction story that ran in tandem with the main quest yeah. line, which is the soul driven quest line. When the game first launched, you could only do your faction story. So it was pretty linear when they did one Tamriel, it allowed you to jump anywhere. Yeah. So that makes it a little more confusing to figure out where you might need to be. And then every new chapter that they've added, each chapter has its own storyline on top of that. Right. So it definitely get, can get confusing until you sort of figure out the path. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And I don't know. Um, th- this took me, uh, this is the reason I have a second character. Um, not just because I'm an alcoholic, but uh, it's, both. I, it's both. But I didn't realize, like, I was reading the skill points. There's an advisor line there, and I wasn't reading it right or paying attention to it. So I was just like, oh, this is a cool talent. This is a cool talent. And then you go, Look at the, and I was like, why am I feeling so underpowered? And it's because I just, you know, like a three-year-old dressing themselves. I just kind of threw points everywhere. (laughs) And so on the second character, I started with the advisor and I'm like, oh, this is a much more powerful feeling character. So then I had to figure out, well, I know you can reset your skill points. So I needed to go find the shrine in the major city to to do that and then reset all my skill points and rebuy them correctly. And then you come to find out like the advisor is recommending three skills that are all locked. Why are they all locked? Oh, because I haven't spent enough time using that ability to level it up, to buy what the advisor thinks I should buy next on it. So there's a lot of, I don't want to say a learning curve, but there's a lot of nuance there that you have to, to pay attention to while you're leveling up. Not not that you have to follow the advisor, but it helps a lot if you're playing the game for the first time. Especially because, like, I know early on it was easy for people to get confused between Magicka versus Stamina. Yeah. And you, you can't really mix the two because if you do, then you're kind of, like, like, like spread out the entire time you're trying to do stuff and you're trying to do both sides of things and it yeah. just doesn't work well, do well. Whereas if you focus on one or the other then you can drill down to all those abilities and then you become super powerful comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I do recommend and something that I do as well on the off chance I create an alt is make sure that I have at least one ability from every of the primary skill lines on my bar. That way you level up those skill lines so that you unlock that stuff a little bit faster. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, as you're doing as you're doing other stuff, like your active skills get experience from doing that other stuff, even if you're not actively right, right. using the spell. Gotcha. Not exactly. So it's, it's super helpful. It's yeah, that's that's super helpful, especially like I'm putting in some healing stuff on my Sork to help out with the trials. And I had never used a resto staff on my Sork before. She was pure damage. Mm-hmm. So I just put the resto staff on and just wandered around using other abilities. But because I had that one resto skill on my bar, it leveled up even if I never used it. Oh, awesome. No, that, that's cool. That's that good helped. to know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. I may have I have may, may have more questions in the ESO channel after this <laughs> then. Um the other thing, and I think we touched on this last time you were on, uh, if you find your inventory filling up with crafting mats, if you subscribe the, to the ESO Plus, which is there, you, the game's free to play, but if you do the ESO Plus, you get the infinite crafting bag and all your crafting materials go in there, so you really don't have to worry as much about 
why is my inventory constantly filling up? Because I have a bad habit of picking everything on the ground up. So Well, it's a Bethesda game. So, of course, yeah. you pick everything on the ground up. That's, yeah. that's what you do. You pick everything um, up and you use none of it. I mean, no. But, yeah, I ESO Plus was probably the best decision I ever made when I started playing this yeah. game. Um, I use the crowns to buy like houses and things like that every now and then. But for the most part, it's that crafting bag. The fact that I can pick up anything and not worry about it is awesome. Yeah. And doesn't it double your regular bag? Yep. Doubles your regular bag, your bank and your house ability. So every, so even if you have like the tiny little in rooms, you have double the space in the in rooms. Oh, nice. Great. So I do have one question because I ran into something weird and it said, I'm going to have to paraphrase because I didn't catch it. I was in the middle of combat. But it said something like one of your weapons has been drained and you need to go find a soul gem to replenish it. And then at the bottom of the screen, there's a little like red or orange icon of like a cross. It looks like a crossbow or a a bow and arrow down there. So what happened? Any idea? (laughs) Yeah, so, I can, yes. yeah, so let her do it. I'll let her talk about okay. it. But yeah. So the your the items on your weapon, the enchants, they have a power and okay. they drain as you use it. Like they're draining oh, that soul gem. Okay. When it runs out, you can recharge it with another soul gem. Um those can be found throughout the world, sometimes full, sometimes empty. There's a skill line that will help you fill them up. If you look under soul magic, I think it's the first ability under soul magic. You can actually slot that and use it to fill up gems until you unlock the passives. Um, But you can also just mention in guild chat, you need a few. And I am sure one of us that has hundreds of them will be happy to pass you a few full ones. Okay, cool. Yeah, And I think you need to also be doing these soul shriven quest line to do, get some of the abilities too, because I think, you have to do that to level up that the, the soul line, right? Correct. To yeah. to level up that line specific, you have to do that set of quests. But you can use the first skill on it to replenish your soul gems at level one on that line. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's some cool abilities like you know, there's actually a, like a soul gem attack where like you're trying to kill them, and if you do kill them, you get a soul gem out of it. Right. Um, there's some that'll just recharge things and yeah, it's been, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. Cool. And I think there's like a resurrection ability. If you do something that way, like it, you get a free res. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Definitely look into that. Yeah. So obviously there is a lot to this game. I mean, it's, you know, it is Bethesda. So of course there's a lot to it, but. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well. Anything else to add to ESO? It's a lot of fun. Come join us on Friday nights. Awesome. All right. While the chat room begins, uh, that's that's the show for tonight. While the chat room begins discussing titles. Want to thank you, Kenny, for joining us. And obviously, um, if people want to find you besides Discord, which is the obvious, where are you at? I'm at Dan Kinnia on Twitter and Twitch. So you can find me using that. And it's D-A-N-K-I-N-I-A. Awesome. Or just look on the floor. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <Rude>. <laughs> Love you. <sighs> All right. If you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave, and I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org/podcast-live-stream, and our Discord server for chat is aie-guild.info/discord. For past episodes, you can see them on our YouTube channel, The AIE Podcast. And our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And this is the time we would normally play AIE member segments if we had any. But uh, if you would like to make some, keep them around 90 seconds or so, we would love to include you here at the end. Awesome.
All right, folks. So next time we'll be talking to, well, it's to be announced because we're not quite sure yet ourselves. So until then, AIE. This is Dan Kinia. <laughs> this is Makala. This is Tetsemi. This is Mucow and Sam. <laughs> and Sam. And this has been the AIE Podcast and Podcat. part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.